Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Egberto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you as usual, my brothers and my sisters. How is everybody doing? I trust that you all had a great weekend. I worked a pretty, I pretty much worked. And what else did I do again? Worked. And what else did I do again? Worked. But you know what? I got a great interview for almost 50 minutes that I did with uh, our good friend that's been on the show before. Uh, you're talking about Patrick Lavelle. I played that on KPFT this morning because KPFT wasn't live this morning because Howard was out. So we played a we played a show today at KPFT. And I forgot to do the automatic cue to the YouTube. So I had to play that one two hours later. But you know what, folks? For those of you who got notifications, we still had quite a few people who took a look at the uh, at the show, even though it came it came over the internet two weeks later, two hours later than it did over the air. But you know what? We enjoyed it. We had a good time, or rather, uh, I had a good time interviewing uh, Patrick Lavelle on fr- on Saturday, Saturday evening when we had a good exchange. I'll probably play that someday in the week here, but again, it's going to be the entire program, less about 10 minutes or so, Uh, but it was a great show. It was a great program. Anyway, folks, how are my peeps doing this morning or this afternoon? I trust everybody is doing fine. We are going to have a good show. I have some good, good, good stuff to show you, but as I'm speaking right now, I am trying to get a few things queued up on the other side. And you know what? It's working pretty well. As soon as I get it up at Daily Coast, I'll be a happy man, a happy man, a happy man that we're doing it. But anyhow, folks, have you been watching the news? Did you see see that even in California now, they're talking about getting tropical storms and hurricanes? Who would have thunk that? And you think these people, you would think by now people could see it, but Cassidy comes out and Cassidy tries to make it seem like, ah, this problem is a Chinese problem. And if, if China doesn't do their part, well, we're not going to do our part either. What the hell is wrong with, are, what's wrong with these people? Can't they see that we're burning up? Can't they see the problems that we're in? Anyhow, welcome aboard Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard Lee Grant. Welcome aboard Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. I listen from the radio. I'm glad to hear that, Melanie. Uh, let's see. Paul Fleming is in the house. He says, checking in from Atlanta, Georgia. We also have here in the house, uh, para ver, E2247 in the house, as well as, para ver, para ver quien más está aquí, AVQ, Michael Rudnan. He says, Watching from Twitch, E2247 says, Hello, relatives. Today's visit going to be the greatest ever visit as usual. Thank you, my brother. With all of you here, the visits are always great. I live, you know what? No matter how tired I am, when I get on the show and I see your names pop up, my spirits pop up, my energy pop up. And when I'm done with the show, it's like, I'm done and I'm slowly decompressing because again you guys you guys are great and for our podcasters the ones that are listening on podcasts while i don't talk to you guys live while i don't see you live the mere fact that you're there and i'm seeing your numbers increase and increase and increase i'm happy about that please remember whether you're watching it live share it 
If you're listening to it on podcast, let others see that there's a program like this. And for those of you that are listening on podcast, do remember that our Politics Done Right podcast also have all the clips that people don't have to listen to the entire show as we're going back and forth with our great listeners right here. So do remember that. All right, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes says, good about time. Things are shaking up. Uh, in what can I describe as one of the most unexpected shakeups in recent chart history? What are we talking about? Oliver Anthony's Richmond, north of Richmond, has beaten out superstars, including Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen, Luke um, Olivia Rodrigo, and Gunnar for top spot on the Billboard Hot 100 song. What song did he put out again? The achievement also earns Anthony the distinction of being the only artist to ever make their first entry to the Hot 100 at number one, the publication announced Monday, but nothing about his ascent to the top. The charts is conventional. Anthony was known before the song Richmond, North of Richmond, blew up practically overnight after several prominent conservative influence started sharing the song online just over a week while streaming is the most common method of listening to music in traditional sales. Downloads continue. Anthony's success can only be measured by trace by more than 147,000 units sold through digital purchases. The song has stuck firmly atop the iTunes chart saying, what is the song about again? That's is that the one about don't come to the city or something like that? I, I I'm not rem- I'm, I don't remember which is what this one is all about. Please let me know uh, if this is the one with the, with this guy saying don't come to my town or you can't do certain things in town. I hope that's not the one you're trying to push here or say that oh it's a great thing because if if you're trying to push that a song that. Uh, well, I'll wait to hear your answer on that one. All right. Melanie Keeling says, I don't know if there was a broadcast from KPFT this morning. Yes, there was. Uh, KPFT, we had, you could have gone to kpft.org and listen because I forgot to push the button for the restreamer to do the video. So it wasn't on videos. It was all on air or the streaming. All right. Uh, Eric says, Egberto, I challenge you to reach out to Oliver Anthony and play this video on your show and interview him. Uh, This is how people feel, some of which you say. uh, But this is true feelings, not rhetoric, just facts. Uh, There are rarely facts coming from the from from. Look, if you are going to tell me that Trump won the election. Uh, if if you started this, and I'm just I'm not I'm not saying that's what this is about, Eric, but I'm saying there are certain things that preclude me having a conversation with you, right? Now, if you're going to say Egberto, um, what do you think about X Y Z? Why we have some concerns about the election? I may talk to you, but if you just come wholeheartedly and you're a member of a cult, there there is a part there's a particular level at which even I have to check out. Remember, I talk to everybody, but we can actually reach a level that even I have to check out because at one point it proves that your the mind is not functioning uh, correctly. In other words, it's miswiring, misfiring, and at that point, I would have to say you know your lost cause or need medication or something. But um, anyhow, let's continue. Lee Grant says, "Hey all from Hot Magnolia." Yeah, I don't know what the temperature is here, but I think our high is supposed to be one hundred two. Egberto, rain is not immune to anywhere. Uh, okay, I don't know what that means, but Michael Ronan says, "Global warming. If we don't lead the way forward, who will?" I want you to listen to what I had to say about about Cassidy's comment yesterday on the news show. Melanie Keelan says, "Spain won the Women's World." Cup up on Sunday. Whoop, whoop. Yes, I saw that. They beat England, right? Melanie Keelan says, Las Rojas. 
Si corazón, las rojas. Eric Hayes says it's good to see cleaner music rather than what is typically considered hits that is smut and filthy pushing sex and drugs and thugs. Okay. Lee Grant says I love to see discussion of Oliver Anthony on PDR. Again, I, I can y'all get, I'll look up Oliver Oliver um because the mere fact that you guys are talking about him, I better look him up, okay? I will look him up. Uh, Daniel Ado says, LOL, the leftists are already trying to cancel him. Really? I got to see what he's about. If he's a person who had that song about don't come and do this in my town or something like that, he, he, I, I don't talk about canceling, but I, I would consider him one of the, you know, a big racist. But I, I, I will reserve my judgment until I see what, who, is, uh, who he is and what he's about. Uh, bring spoke. Uh, for right, in PDR, visit and phone call with Egberto last Friday and expressing, well, my frustration with PDR opportunities, avoid attending the craziness sometimes as expressed here. Yeah, Bridge did say that. And and I respect Bridge to the dearest. And it, let me tell you, in, in essence, what Bridge said, and I really thought about it afterwards. What Bridge said is Egberto, and I went, I go overboard, she says, or she implied that I go overboard to make sure that those on the right get a hearing. And what she pointed out is that if you take a look at how, uh, you know, and, and it may be something psychological as, as wanting to convince folks, she said that don't forget about those of us, uh, uh, the other ones of us. And to that, I say to Bridge, you are right. I have to do my job better. I have to do my job better to remember that uh, we don't allow those who are not uh uh those who are in what is the word that i want to use ingenuous not ingenuous there's a um those who are not trying to be genuine but just trying to be uh uh trying to create an issue uh, but they're they're not coming with genuineness i mean there's a word i can't remember the word anyway i and i i am cognizant of that bridge and after we got off the phone uh, when she called into the show at the end of the show, I sat down for quite a while and thought about it and said, yeah, I understand. There are some people who tries to take the air out and I'll, I will do better. I will do better. Maywood says, good afternoon, everyone. We are all doing this week. We're all doing great, sir. E2247, what truth do we fight about on earth and and, and even a, <clears throat> comments here in PDR visits? We have two Truth locked in conflict. We routinely kill and harm persons on truth fights. <coughs> True. All right. What else have we got here? Let's see what else we got here. E2247 says, both truth versions in dominant Euro-American cultures are contaminated by three myths that fuel, energize our twin culture engines, acquisition of capital and activism. These three myths are the myth of progress, the myth of control, and the myth of material satisfaction. Within all three myths, doing great things is a notion that the one who dies with the most toys wins. Uh, pursue that notion, that exemplar of a life well lived, get drawn into our true fights. We got to learn to reconcile with each other, quitting truth fights, settler empires rising on simultaneous application of reason and inquisition are doomed to fail in schizophrenia. You know, I I like that set of phrases, right? And I like that you brought capital, the dangers of capital. And in effect, ultimately, you, you don't say it there, but you give the exact reason why capitalism has started on its failure phase. 
you have actually, believe it or not, with those three things, you have shown why capitalism is on the failure phase. Lee Grant, Oliver Anthony has yet to puncture Egberto's echo chamber. All right, Paul Fleming, there is not a teacher shortage. It's a shortage of jobs that treat educators with dignity and pay uh, that they deserve. I agree 100%. In Panama, teachers don't get a lot of pay, but what they do get in Panama is a hell of a lot of respect. I I have a hell of a lot of respect for every teacher, from the person dealing with the toddler in preschool to the university professors. These are the people that move knowledge forward. These are the most important people in on the planet. Yet, a stockbroker that finds ways to make money by doing nothing. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when I talk about uh, uh, the plan to save Social Security. I think that's what I think I spoke a little bit about it in there, but I think I also spoke about it elsewhere. But what we have to understand very, very well is that stockbrokers do nothing. People who move stocks and investment bankers, they do nothing for society. Their sole purpose in life. And I want you, and, and this is nothing against these guys personally, but we have an upside down economic system called capitalism, right? And we give, we give uh, the people who are commanded of capital, we give them more worth, even though they are not the ones that produce or do anything. And we have to get away from that mindset that, that believes that because you command capital, that somehow you are valuable to society. Because I tell you what, as we could see during the pandemic, the, 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 the stockbrokers and all those folks stayed home. All the real people that mattered had to work. The person who kept you healthy, the, the person who kept you fed, the person who drove the, 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 the things around that did all these things. Those are the people of, of importance. Yet we go ahead and somehow give the power to the people who move money. And then we have the defenders. A few days ago, we had somebody that thought they were calling into the show to complain about the attacks that I give on the corporate structure or the, the billionaire. And they took exception to that. And I reminded them that these billionaires doesn't give a damn about them. And secondly, the fact that they are supporting people who are harming them shows that slave mentality that's within and it hurt the person. You could see that. The truth hurts at times when you realize that you are enslaved so much so that you can't see you are suffering from the Stockholm Syndrome of protecting that which hurts you. Anyway, continuing my brother, continuing my brother with the story. Uh, Daniel says, I don't remember Egberto ever talking about violence and misogyny in rap music. Yet Jason L. Dean is a concern. Oh wow, you're right. I don't I am not I'm I'm very anti-violent. So I hope that was not a backdoor hit, but a true compliment. E2247 says, I believe that in good faith, Egberto shows us great effort and good work, pulling us relatives together to move into greater complexity and consciousness. That's our or that's our goal, E2247. Our goal, not Egberto's goal, our goal. Um Egberto is sadly ill-informed because he lives in that chamber. Okay. Uh, but you know what? Mathematically speaking, nobody has proven what I've said for the most part wrong, right? All right. No play. Uh, all I, I'll, I'll see, Eric. I'll see. All right. Paul Fleming says, John Eastman's bond is 100,000. Yes, it is. Uh, let's see. No, by the way, Eric, I can't just play a song. 
uh, I would get a, a YouTube strike because again, I don't have the copyright system will immediately grab onto the song and says, Hey, you don't have the right to play that song on your show. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. You know, disingenuous. Thank you very much. Ledo. That's the word I was looking for. You're correct. Michael Rodney says, Eric Case, I've never asked Egberto to play music. Not once. I link articles and meme for the screen. I link YouTube videos as recommendations for after the show. You're asking for some racist trash being played in Egberto's earwaves. We're not the same. Hey, uh, so it is uh, Rodney. So is that the guy who stands up in front of a courthouse and and uh, and talk about uh, don't come to my town? I really want to know that before the show is over. I may go look it up when I'm playing the other thing. But anyhow. Uh, Tom C says disingenuous thank you Tom exactly MR Rational welcome to politics done right would you agree that Republican Party has dedicated itself to nothing other than justifying Trump's behavior and keeping him out of jail yes I would agree with that MR Rational Eric Hayes says people are all walks of life are taken back by this message of discussion in his song on low wages minors and suicidal people all from the rich man uh, want power and keep you down uh let I'm you know I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. You are so taken by the song, but and it I find that anytime the right wing coalesce against uh, around a particular product or something, it is generally a lie. Like if you take a look at what occurred with the video on on child child ch not child molestation child uh, trafficking, the the video was I mean the the movie that all the right wing folks are going to see it's further making them less than intelligent because it's a lie. And like I mentioned before. Most of the crime committed against kids are people on the right, pastors, police officers, etc. I'm sorry. That's just the facts. Look it up. So when I when I hear right wing folks trying to talk about abduction and try to associate Democrats and all of that with child molestation, etc., and you have 50 politicians of which two Democrats and 48 Republicans, I mean, it's like, come on, guys, let's get real. Uh, Paul Fleming says, white privilege is when your history is a curriculum and the rest of American histories are an elective. That is something that is profound and a lot of people find it hard to believe, right? I, I spoke about SAT scores and all of that. And, you know, my daughter did well on her SAT. And I remember her coming home because we, we made sure when my daughter was growing up that she was well-rounded. We, we took her to all parts of Houston. She had to go to the food bank. She had to do a lot of these things to make sure she was a well-rounded person that knows people live in different conditions. That was a requirement. And then she was, of course, in uh, in the ACL, which is a a predominantly white service organization. And then she was in Jack and Jill, a predominantly black support organization. Well, these are people that volunteer to do a whole lot. These two organizations, we wanted to give her the complete rounded environment that she grew up in. And what she knowed, I remember after the SAT, I knew I did my job. I know we did our job in raising my kid. When after the SAT test came out, she said, dad, you know, it wasn't hard. I did well on the test. And again, this is just when she taken the SAT test right out of high school. And then she said, but you know what, dad? For people who grew up in different environments, they would have found that test difficult. That test doesn't really test your intelligence. It tests your intelligence in a particular culture. But she said there are certain things that 
you have to when you you are guessing because our other people would guess she live it like i said she's very multicultural but it it is these exams are many a times are very biased and very few people see that and and for people who see that they try to say they're woke or they try to make it like uh by seeing these things there's something wrong with you no my daughter out of the blue came and told me that was like dad if some people took this test, it has no way of, t- it's n- it has nothing to do with intelligence. She said it all has to do with environment and how you grow up. You know, it's, it was amazing that somebody that young at the time could just come and say that. All right, let's see. AVQ says, Mr. Rational Republicans in the Senate could have prevented Trump from running if they convicted him on the second impeachment. They could have. Hey says, upside down capitalism is a stockbroker bottoms up at you. I don't know what that means. Uh, it seems like the facts are too supportive of democratic policies. Therefore, Fox and the right wing uh, ilk have to like to make their parties. Rel- you see, uh, Mr. Rational, you are a good name, Rational. You, you know, if you have fact-based policies, it doesn't matter whether you're a left wing, right wing or whatever. It just means we're, that you're correct. And that just happens to be progressive policies. They are correct. Now, I have a call here. I hope it's for somebody in, let's see. This is Politics Done Right. How can I help you? Okay. This is Politics Done Right. How can I help you if you are there? All right. I guess you're not there anymore. All right. Uh, let's continue with the program. Uh, Paul Fleming says, Rudy Giuliani is running out of money and is looking for one client to pay him, Donald Trump. And he won't pay him. Of course. It's Donald Trump. He don't pay his bill. He's a thief. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes says, Biden heads to Maui for an emotional day for meeting fire survivors and emergency workers and taking more than 700 for family with him. Oh, yes. Ukraine gets billions. Uh, or is this misinformation? Ukraine gets billions for the um, for buying products from the, the industrial, the military industrial complex. I mean, how can I disagree with that? Uh, I think even Cornell West said it, right? We can give billions. We can find the billions of dollars to send to Ukraine. But of course, we can't find the billions of dollars to bring people out of poverty in the United States. I am saying, why can't we do both? The money is there to do both. But hey, and, and when I say both, I mean sensible spending in Ukraine to protect their sovereignty or help them protect their sovereignty at the same time that we bring up Americans to a living standard, everybody. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Daniel Ledosa, it wasn't sufficient to save a Nazi from the consequences of their actions because they were just following orders. We should not protect and laud the teachers who are participating in the indoctrination of children in woke. I don't know what woke ideology is to you. Woke ideology just means your eyes are open. You know, if I look at you and I told, you know, you you want, uh, today most people want to whitewash our history so that some people won't feel bad. Uh, Ledo, I'm a I'm a proud American, not because of what America did or how America got started. I'm a proud American because I live here, and within all the evil that we've done, we can do good, and we have done good, right? All countries have their evils. France went into Africa from Mali all the way up to Niger, and killed and maimed. Okay, I mean, all these Western cultures went into Africa and did some horrendous things. America did it to, to, to the indigenous people here, and, and, and the country was built on the backs of a lot of us. But you know what? Uh, there is no country or no human being that stands alone 
or that does all the atrocities. Atrocities are a good or are, are a bad thing that many are capable of doing. Not and it's not race based. But if you want us to believe the founding fathers were this bastions of purity who did uh, mostly the right things, and that it's just because of the times that we were in that. They condone slavery and, the, and, and, and compromise myself as three-fifths of a person. And, but, but they did it to say, I mean, look, no, they were bad. These are bad things. Let's admit it. They had good, a few good things and a lot of bad things. You know, when you look at reality, and that is what you guys want to call woke, because you don't want the generation of today to see who we were. You know, they, they don't want to teach, uh, show the pictures of, of all of, of those nine or however many black kids walking into the school in Little Rock, Arkansas, with the, with the evil on these people's face, throwing rocks at them and spitting on them. All those things are in pictures. And it is woke if you want to say this is what we don't want to repeat. It is woke to show those things because we're going to make kids feel bad. Well, what about the kids? You know, how would you feel? If you are in a classroom, if you are in a classroom where uh, they're teaching American history and they said Christopher Columbus discovered America and Christopher Columbus was this guy that did great things for Spain and Portugal. And you sit down and you are an indigenous person knowing the history of what Christopher Columbus did to annihilate the Arawak people, to annihilate the indigenous people, to carry people back as slave and to cut people's hands off to get gold. But you have to sit down in a class and learn how great these guys are. What about even myself? The reason I am tough is I can sit down and listen to a lot of crap that they talk, oh, the, the, the founding fathers were great people, etc. Oh, but by the way, they own slaves. Oh, but by the way, they did this. But by the way, they in the Constitution, they gave no rights to women or people without property. Oh, by the way, come on, let's grow up. Let's understand that, that you can teach how we were to ensure we never get there again. Because it was nothing nice how we treat a whole lot of people. And, and, and it wasn't all that long ago. And to this day, we do it. So people... Don't don't let this woke thing stop you. The great, you know what's a great thing about uh, uh, this little phone thing? In as much as as much as they're trying to destroy the school systems in red states, TikTok. If you want to learn some good history that's verifiable, use TikTok, baby. You learn a lot of atrocities that you never knew about, and you can go look it up and qualify it. It's out there for all to learn. And all those people who are scared of you of being woke, bye-bye. We don't care. We're going to learn. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Egberto, I'm a decade behind the times when it comes to music. Can't really help with that search. I hear you, brother. All right. Uh, Carl Cox says, GOP believes the common good only applies to the mega rich. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Mr. Rational says, it's Mr. Rational. Uh, Mr. is a short for Mr. Rational. Isn't that what I said? I thought I said Mr. Rational. Uh, Eric says, Egberto is not right wing and Redden is... No, let's see. Okay. Uh, Tom Sarnak says, Oliver Anthony, Richmond, Richmond lyrics. I've been selling my soul working all day. Overtime... Thank you for this. Overtime hours for BS pay. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame uh, what the 
world's gotten to. For people like me and people like you, wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it's, oh, it's living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men, North Richmond, Lord knows, they all just want to have total control, want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know what you do, because your dollar ain't S-H-I-T and it's taxed to no end. Cause of rich men north of Richmond. Wish politicians would uh, uh, look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the streets, ain't got nothing to eat. And the obese milk in welfare, well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this damn country does is keep it in kicking them down. Read more the lyrics of the Oliver Richmond. Hey, thank you for that. What a you know what is interesting is these guys have a tendency to believe you know I like when they think that somehow these guys support coal miners. If you want, if coal miners want support, you better vote liberal. If uh, and and when you talk about the fat person on welfare, you know why they fat and on well why are they fat? Because the the the, the food that they've been taught to eat is not the best kinds of food. We can go into history. We can decide to criticize or we can decide to help and assist. I choose to help and assist. I can see why, I, I don't understand why they have such, um, such why they want that song to be played, but I'm, you know, if they want that song to be played, good for them. But I don't find anything, I mean, anything that, I don't think, I don't know what to say about the song, right? Uh, thanks for the lyrics, uh, Brother Sarnik. I always have great people. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, your facts on sex slaves is disgusting. There's not about, there's no facts that I need to talk about sex slaves. Look it up without using the right wing, of course, because, they, you know, all they do is lie, 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 lie. The leftists are but hurt at the welfare of these uh, shaming leftists cannot think. I don't, I, I, you see, when I, when I look at, okay, here's the funny thing. When I look at that part about obese, I am not looking at leftists because if you go into Appalachia, all the Trump voters, I mean, they're no different. The poor Trump voter is no different than the poor Democratic voter. They have the same disease. You know why? They have the same disease because as Rodnin would say all of the times, this is a socioeconomic issue. So they can talk about welfare, that, that poor welfare fat person, whether it, it, it is mostly Republican, because again, I'm not kidding you. Look at the stats. You look at the stats at the welfare recipients. Look at the facts on those on the dole. Red states, red states, red states are where a bunch of where poverty exists, both black, white, and otherwise red states. And that's where the money goes. So he's talking about mostly right-wing people. Okay? But the difference is they don't know they're voting for those who screw them. There you go. So I'm glad to hear. Again, I could I can rip that song apart to the to the to the core. Daniel demonstrated time again. He doesn't know what a leftist is. Absolutely. Paul Fleming says a vicious cycle of monopolization. Corporations argue that their growth is part of the free market. They, are, they use monopoly power to gouge consumers, take a portion of their profits to make political donations, lobby against antitrust enforcement. Repeat, you name it. 
Uh, let's see what else we got here. Great article about Cornell West on, uh, on Daily Coast today. Oh, yeah, I read it. Uh, what can I say? Uh, I don't know about it being a great article. I mean, it was an article confronting his, uh, uh, confronting him, but it was written by somebody who supported, uh, supports Biden. Uh, Michael Rodney says the problem with politicians visiting the disaster site is that the protection duty uh, takes resource away from the recovery. Exactly. Uh, the photo op is something both Democrats and Republicans seem to need in order to quell dissatisfaction among people who don't understand what limited resources after disaster means. Exactly. All right. Going down. Breed says, hey, peeps, late. Fix two rides on. You Come on, baby. Hey, I am here to tell you, Breed, that the comment that you uh, left at the end of the show on Friday, left an, an impact on me. And I think I'm doing much better today, but it did leave an impact on me and that I have to do better in the way I handle the, the reading of the charts. Lee Grant, woke is when you judge and condemn acts of the past using postmodern... Mo- no, 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 not at all, Lee Grant. You're wrong on that. Woke just means understanding, uh, learning, learning, be awoken to why, why things are the way they are. And learning and not being ashamed to point out that even if it's your own ancestors, the bad things that they did, the screwy things that they did. Come on. Daniel Ledo says, Egberto needs a class in indigenous barbarity. No, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to try to compare indigenous barbarity with the Europeans coming over here and, and exterminating a people. No, I'm not. I'm not going to try to create two different forms. Of, what is it? Uh, whataboutism? It's not going to occur. You can try and there, with all the wars that occur among indigenous people, none of them annihilated a, a, a whole bunch like they did, like the people who came to this continent did. Remember, this continent had its people, a group of folks came over and took it. There's no two ways of interpreting that. Javier Ortiz says, whoa, according to the scripture, love your neighbors as yourself and read Revelation 2021, judgment day for everyone's including me and everyone past the world. Amen. Repent and believe Jesus Christ. Okay. Thank you, my dear Lord. Uh, Michael Rudnick says, Lee Grant, pick an event in the past you think that backward standard applies. See which side of the questions you fall into, then wonder where everyone opposed to it, uh, why everyone else is opposed. Nostalgia glasses, man. All right, I got to play some videos here. Uh, The first one I'll play is uh, for Ron DeSantis, I think, has been channeling Hillary Clinton. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. It seems like Governor Ron DeSantis decided to tell a truth, and in telling the truth, he went ahead and got in trouble with the MAGA base, and the attacks and the spears are on him. But you know what I want you to listen to here is not only uh, Governor DeSantis, but I want you to listen to Hillary Clinton because, interestingly, Governor DeSantis sounds pretty darn similar to Hillary Clinton back in the 2016 election. Take a look at this and we'll check it on the other side. You can put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. But that other basket of people are people who feel the government has let them down. The economy has let them down. Nobody cares about them. Now, listen to what... Governor DeSantis said, you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread. Unless you're kissing his rear end, they will somehow call you a rhino. If all we are is listless vessels that just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, that's not going to be a durable movement. Now, interestingly, 
Hillary Clinton did a very interesting thing, right? She went ahead and she did back in 2016 or the 2016 election, she spoke about the deplorables as she saw it, right? Those people that were, and she identified who they were. And then she pointed out the other segment of the base, the Republican base that is, that really felt left behind, that really felt the economy didn't work for them, that really felt all these things that I think Democrats right now should be talking about as they enter Appalachia, as they enter red states, because she is right. When you look at the words, you don't have to like Hillary Clinton. You don't have to like that. She's a neoliberal like many others. But do understand that what she said there, that whole encapsulation of that snippet there was actually true. There are a group of folks that have a proclivity for Donald Trump, that love Donald Trump, that are the racist, the homophobes and all these bad things. But then there are those that are just voting for him because I'm tired of the economy being bad for me. I'm tired of the government not working for me, etc. So framing what she said then was right. Forget about whether you like her or not. And listening to what DeSantis said there about the listless followers of Donald Trump is right. Unfortunately, what DeSantis has been doing over time is not trying to be Donald Trump, but trying to be Donald Trump on steroids. So while the words coming out of his mouth made some sense in actuality, what he represented or what he represents makes none. He doesn't deserve to be president. None of the Republicans that are running right now deserve to be president based on the policies that they want to execute. That is a statement of fact. They would destroy the country. And I'm not saying that in some hyperbolic form. They will destroy the country as we know it, especially where their party is going and who the, the, the supporters that they listen are. Disney isn't from British MCP. Disney isn't going to be to let DeSantis walk away from their feud on scale as the governor desperately tries to reboot his campaign. Disney is pushing back against Governor DeSantis' plan to rob their of their independence in one court filing disney asked for the dam- for damages and alleges florida violated its contracts it's the latest in a lawsuit uh which the florida board says this uh design should be uh, uh I, I total power over its district i am a bit dubious about that you know i i and let me tell you what i mean i don't want corporations have power over the state right and in effect i don't like what DeSantis is doing I want I want the people to vote DeSantis out and make Disney how they want Disney to be. But what goes on a whole lot of times right now, and you'll see that with uh, what's going on in Honduras with a private company suing a government who is doing the will of the people, right? Now, I don't think DeSantis is doing the will of the people. So I think the people need to get rid of DeSantis and in doing so, uh, better policies would be made for Disney, but I don't want Disney to have the power because I don't like DeSantis to simply go ahead and say, because suppose what DeSantis was doing was the work of the people. I am very much against, very much against that uh, that uh, corporations have the power over the people's govern the, gov- the people's government. Absolutely not in my humble opinion. Okay, I got another thing that I want to show, and this one has to do with uh, Social Security. 
Let's get that up and running right this Seguro Social, Seguro Social right there. Bill, Senator Bill Cassidy, Senator Bill Cassidy. Okay. Senator Bill Cassidy of Louis, Republican Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana thinks you are not very intelligent. He wants to pseudo privatize social security with this plan of keeping a little bit of money aside and investing in the stock market. I'll tell you what that means on the other side. Listen to what he has to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. On the debate stage on Wednesday night uh, of the other Republican alternatives to Donald Trump, do you think could be a leader on this issue that you raised, Social Security? Well, at least some of them are talking about it. Frankly, I have a different approach than they, uh, but at least they're talking about it. The first thing is to acknowledge that there's an issue. Now, the, now, the reason I hesitate on that is that the program I put forward, and again, had seven Republicans and seven Democratic senators supporting, was to create a fund, um, separate from Social Security, no Social Security dollars, to invest in the U.S. economy and allow it to grow over time. You do that, you can take care of 70% of the shortfall, and you can make sure that there's no cuts for people currently receiving social. We also put in work incentives. We repealed WEP and GPO, and we also put in poverty alleviation provisions. Uh, President Biden could have endorsed it. Instead, he's decided to be political and make this an issue. It should be an issue, but it should be an issue of fixing it. And so far, he's not come up with a credible plan. Look, what what Senator Bill Cassidy is talking about is it's a fraud. It's a manner of giving a lot of money to the uh, Wall Street class. I need you to understand this and I want you to listen, please, in detail. This is a fraud on you. This is a fraud on all of us, on Americans and on Social Security. Let's let's explain what he's trying to say. What he's trying to say is this. Oh, we're going to leave Social Security the way it is right now, but we want to create another fund that will invest in in America, in the stock market in America. And what we are going to do then is the appreciation from that investment in America will be enough to cover the the social security shortfall. That's crap. First of all, in any given period, you can have a downfall where that particular fund goes negative. And as much as the stock market has an appreciation rate of approximately 7% or so per year, which is what he's hoping the aggregate is going to be. But the second thing, what uh, investing, having this massive governmental investment into the stock market is going to do is inflate prices very high. A lot of other stocks that would have otherwise been rising at seven or so percent, they're going to zoom up because there's going to be a lot of dollars chasing the stocks that are already there or whatever new stocks that come into play, whatever funds that are created. That is going to appreciate those stocks. A lot of rich people are going to get filthy richer. All those, remember, 90% of all stocks belong to something like under 5% of all Americans, something to that effect. I could have the numbers off by a little bit, but most stocks are owned by very few. They are going to make a killing if the government somehow starts to invest in the stock market. But it gets worse than that. 
The reason it gets worse than that is the brokers are going to make free money, whether the stock goes up or down. Again, they're investing for the government. We're going to have all these market makers that are going to make a ton of money. They think you're stupid. They think you don't understand this stuff. Let's continue further. Now, what does that do? It means we got an inflated stock market that is based on nothing. In other words, the only reason the prices of these stocks are going to go up is because there's an influx of buyer buyers, meaning uh, the biggest buyer on the planet, the United States government. And what else does that mean? When it's time for a crash, because it's based on nothing, then we suffer the consequences. Let me give a better solution. Uh, what folks don't understand is that we have something known as a sovereign currency. We also have what's known as a slack in our entire economy, which means we can print money. Don't let them fool you. When when uh, the former vice president uh, Cheney said deficit doesn't matter, to some extent, he's right. As uh, uh, if, uh, uh, economist uh, Kelton, Stephanie Kel uh, Kelton, I think is her name, who has pointed out uh, within her uh, modern monetary theory, which has proven factual, not only based on the amount of trillions that uh, that was placed into the market by uh, Biden, uh, well, started by Trump, but then by Biden, the trillions that were thrown into the marketplace. And we got 9% inflation, of which more than 50% of that inflation was price gouging. In other words, corporate, corporate greed, not supply chain issues or whatever. Absent the supply chain issues and all these other things, imagine throwing all that money money into our economy would have not created any substantive inflation. So if you want to know how we solve social security, uh, go ahead and sell it, sell bonds, sell bonds. It's better than trying to invest into the market. We can inflate our dollar, go ahead and sell bonds, sell bonds to pay for the interest. If you put it, to put it bluntly, you can just print the money. Uh, it, people don't understand that we are not, a, we don't operate like credit cards when you have a sovereign currency. As long as there is enough manufacturing in your economy, as long as there's are enough bodies in your economy to work, then putting more cash into that economy and employing more will not generate inflation. And we have the evidence of that. The 9% inflation was not caused because we had more money in the economy. It was caused because corporations decided since there's more money in the economy, we can charge more for things, even if there are no shortages. People, I wish you know why our schools are so terrible? You know why they don't want you to learn? They don't want you to learn economics 101. They don't want you to learn how the money supply actually expands. They don't want you to learn any of this because they can snow you and have you do things like, oh, let's go ahead and have the government invest in the stock market. And now there's free money for the top 10% or the top 5% or the top 1%. Let's just go ahead and buy stocks and all those market makers get rich. And you know what? You just get your measly social security check while other people's profit on it. All we need to do is pay the darn social security bill, increase the amount we pay for social security. Economic activity in the country will take care of it because we don't have shortages and we have 
a sovereign currency. If you want to get into more of that, you know, you can drop me a line uh, at info at politicsdoneright.com. We can have this conversation. If any economist or anyone wants to discuss this issue at length, you can talk to, you can simply, we can set up an interview so that we can do that. What I'm saying here is not just talk. I'm ready to defend it. And I'm sure uh, Professor Richard Wolf, as well as uh, Stephanie Skelton would be more than happy to discuss this issue in detail and use the evidence that we have from our economy, the amount of money we've thrown into the economy relative to what we got in inflation and why we got inflation. We can prove what I'm saying. And you just have to take the word of one, one Republican, and that is Cheney. Deficit doesn't matter, but I have to, cor- I have to make it a little bit clearer. Deficit doesn't matter if you have the necessary productivity in your economy, meaning there's no shortages of, of, of uh, products and there are no shortages of labor, then there's no reason to have inflation. We can have the necessary controls to, pre- to prevent that from occurring. Do not listen to any of these guys that are talking about messing with your social security and trying to invest in the market to ensure that you're paid. Because when it crashed, these same Republicans who always try to take away will then say, well, the market crashed. So at this point in time, we have to reduce your payments. Never believe what they say. Just trust the math. Trust the math. We must trust the math. There's one thing that I need to read, and this one is where it says, Egberto, inflation happened under the current government. Uh, get some financial literacy. Too much money, too few things will give you. Uh, will, will make things more expensive. It's, it's amazing that you repeat what I just said and why I said exactly what I said. Because we don't have a shortage. We can have more money. Woke hold that whites are singular tip evil people. That's not woke at all. That is, your, that is who you have allowed people to tell you woke is e224 says hey kids this just dropped doj rips push the delay 2020 trial three years i don't know what that is e2247 tarm sarnak reminds us that one hundred and sixty thousand dollars is a maximum limit that is taxed by the corporation uh, i thought i saw something for, from our sister in here but i don't see i don't see it anyway we got one last video that's about to be played it's another important video check this out we'll then take it on the other side Bill Cassidy appeared today on State of the Union on CNN, and his answers were perplexing. First of all, it's great that he's recognized that we do have a climate issue. It's great that he recognized that climate change is real. But one of the first things that he had to say is like, oh, but realize that we in the United States have dramatically, even as populations has increased, dramatically reduced pollution, dramatically reduced the amount of CO2 that we put in the air, because instead of burning coal, we are burning a different fossil fuel that is throwing CO2 anyway in the air, uh, natural gas. So he's trying to migrate that uh, what we're going to do is burn natural gas. We are still going to be polluting. But then he gets interested in his answer. He goes ahead and he says, but you know, the real polluters right now are China. They are putting out more carbon dioxide than we are. And he wants China to pay for putting out all that carbon dioxide. What he fails to understand, firstly, is that the United States have been, uh, since 1750, has thrown so much carbon into the air that it's going to take a long time before China could match it. And when you're asking 
other countries to reduce their use of of their their throwing of carbon into the air, you have to realize that you enrich yourself with the industrial revolution by throwing that much more carbon in the air than all of these other countries have combined. So therefore, it is insensitive. It is wrong. It is unfair. It is selfish to ask other countries that they must reduce at the same percentage level that the United States is doing to save the country, to save the earth, because we have already enriched ourselves by throwing that much CO2 into the air. Now, I want you to listen to what he has to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. Past summer of how the climate crisis is going to start to impact their lives and really already is. In just the last few months, uh, Louisianans, those in your state, experienced sweltering heat, there have been record water temperatures in the Gulf, other extreme weather events. Uh, you're representing a state on the front lines of this crisis. Did the last few months drive home the threat of climate change for you? And what are you doing about it? Well, a couple of things about that. Uh, I'm aware that my, my state has lost land about the size of Delaware. So we're no stranger to this issue. You got to have a rational response. What people um, sometimes forget is that emissions from the United States are now lower than they were in 2005. Lower, despite a bigger economy of many more people, et cetera. Why? Because natural gas has replaced coal. The drivers of international increased CO2 emissions, Asia, but principally China. Now, if we're going to have a rational solution, then we need to address China's emissions. I'm about to introduce legislation for a farm pollution fee. If China does not want to enforce international norms for the environment, then and they want to import a good to us, a good that we would not produce here because of the associated air pollution, we'll put a little bit of a fee, a little bit of a fee, if you will, to pay back the United States for the harm that China is doing. So one, I'm going to continue to promote things like natural gas to replace coal worldwide. And secondly, try to specifically address China's particular role in driving increased uh, air pollution. That could drive up prices a little bit for Americans. Do you think you get 60 votes in the Senate for that? No, not if you, Casey, if I may. We already have tariffs on those Chinese goods. And so what this would do, it replace the tariffs that we have now with a tariff related to the pollution that they are not paying to reduce. By the way, I'll point out, uh, we are already paying for that pollution. Uh, about 25% of certain classes of pollutants in the Western United States come from China. It blows over the Pacific. We're paying now. Let's just make the Chinese pay instead of us. So. Bill Cassidy, Senator Bill Cassidy, Republican of uh, Louisiana, he also wants to put a tariff on China if they continue to put more carbon in the air than we do. We have to realize China is more is much larger than we are. So their per capita uh, CO2 emission is less than us. Per capita is less than us, but we are asking them, you must reduce it to lower levels than we are as a country. Are you kidding me? All China has to reply and all the countries which America is saying, you guys have to reduce uh, at the same percentage that we are or to something in that nature. It is completely 
irresponsible to ask that developing countries and countries that didn't put what we have placed in the air. Now, when it talks about tariff, an intelligent question by the, by the host. If you increase tariff on these products coming from China because of this emission issue, is it going to cost the American people more money? And he said, oh, no, ne- not necessarily, because instead of charging them the tariffs, we're charging them from bringing their products in. We'll just cut that tariff and then uh, give the, have the tariff for uh, for the for their misuse of or their throwing of carbon into the air. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're saying you're going to have a, a neutral a neutral penalty? How is that going to how is that extra money that we would have hoped to use locally assuming that we're saying they're not doing their part to increase to even cut our consumption or our throwing of carbon in the air less? How is that going to make a difference? Again, the answers from these Republican politicians generally makes no sense nor is it does it val it does it have any value in morality? Does it have any value in economics? Does it have any value in anything other than them saying we must find some way to continue burning fossil fuels? The truth of the matter is asking China or any other country to match what we are doing environmentally as far as CO2 is concerned is unfair. And what we should do is incentivize them financially. If we want them to cut at the same levels that we are cutting to save the world, because I tell you what, we enrich ourselves with many of the third world's products. And at the same time, we polluted the atmosphere, uh, adding value to the products we have exploited from other people, let other countries. And now we want them to pay the price of that exploitation plus the CO2 that we use, that we put into the air t- to uh, to, to make create this climate issue. Let's be fair. Let's be pragmatic. Let's make sure that we can all live in a world where fairness reigns. We should not ask others to do more than we are, given that we were the largest polluters of the carbon in the atmosphere. Most of that carbon in the atmosphere today was placed by the United States. Most of it that is in existence today was placed there by the United States of America. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Hey guys, we are at the end of the show. I want to thank everybody that uh, that's here. Those that came, stayed, those that came and went. Thank you so kindly for showing up. I want to ask you one more time to please remember to support the program. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support. Let me give you that link. I'm going to put it in the, in the chat. But those of you that are listening to it on podcast, please remember to support the program at politicsdoneright.com slash support. It has all the different forms in which you can support the program. This week, what I'm really trying to push is support for our newsletter. So if you have the ability that you can say, I want to buy Politics Done Right a coffee a month, please consider uh, becoming a part of the newsletter. With the newsletter, you also get a chance to read all our books, meaning every book that I write will be up on Substack. And along with the newsletter, you'll be able to get that. I ask you so kindly to go ahead 
and uh, subscribe to the newsletter at politicsonright.com slash newsletter, politicsonright.com slash newsletter. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.